listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast. Episode 293 of the Nerds Assemble podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Paul. And I'm Paul, a.k.a. Retroid. Um, happy New Year. Um, I think basically we, we came up with a slightly interesting uh, episode idea for the first one for 2022. It still feels weird thinking that, saying a- that. A.k.a. Year of Hell Part 3. Yep. How many episodes was Year of Hell? Well, in Voyager, too. Yeah, it, it was just two. So we're, yeah, we're going extra it, it, hardcore. Yeah. Supposedly, at one point, it was planned to be an entire season, which would have been <laughs> epic. <laughs> yeah. I would have really fucking good. But instead, they decided, no. Okay, cool. Uh, as Rick it... Berman thought that no one liked all these long arc stories. Mm. History has kind of shot on his head uh, from a great height. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, we're po- we're post Christmas. We're post um, capitalism. Ha- we're, 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 dro- we're in the capitalism hangover uh, from people spending, perhaps. Uh, and we just thought, uh, you know, and, and be- on account of the fact that we seem to be unofficially um, kind of bigging up Netflix all the goddamn time. We, which is something you have to pay for unless you've got some very good friends, technically. Um, we thought we'd actually talk about things you can do kind of for free. Equipment dependent, though, in some cases. A little tangent here, but I have heard that one of the worst things you can do to your friends and family is, without warning them, change your Netflix password. Devious. Mm. And then find, find out who's still using it when they get back in touch. <laughs> <laughs> or or if, what if it's an ex? Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I've heard a few cases of that. Oh my. Um, yeah, someone's found that their ex was still using their Netflix account like a year or so after the split. Yeah. That's, and that's yeah. like, well. Mm. 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 Okay. Is that when you kind of time uh, changing the password to like, you know, the end of a season or something like that? There, kind of watching. Or is it, or it's a season that's just about the new season of something like is about to start. <laughs> and so, do you know what? Pretty much, it's what fu- happened with Discovery and yeah, Star we're still bitter over that. Yeah. Um, How, hang, when did when did, did we split up with Paramount? I can't remember. <laughs> Oh, oh, what was it? Um, I was listening to my local radio so station. I feel, feel like pure shit just from Discovery Buck. Just, it's just this whole breaking up thing is reminding me. I was listening to my uh, local radio station of BBC Radio Cornwall uh, the other day, um, and they, ha- they had a, a solicitor on talking about the fact that um, this time of year, it's when uh, uh, queries for divorce rates skyrocket. Oh, God. <laughs> so apparently that that's a sign of how relationships often fare uh post christmas at least in a lot of um hetero ones new yeah new me new partnership. new partnership new relationship 
the single bit. With that, I I wonder how much of it is, can we just get through Christmas? Can we just get through all the family bullshit? And then somebody's drunk too much and terrible things have happened. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, whether it's a, we'll split up after it, or like you say, if if, you know, if everything just goes yeah, absolutely but, DEFCON, red alert, and... Uh, yeah, but mind you, <laughs> not the, that... The, the family walls, and it's just, oh, no. Not that the solicitor mentioned it, and it was a... it was a, a, a They were a woman, they identified as a woman, but um, not that they mentioned it, she mentioned it, but um, kind of, I believe, unfortunately, domestic violence rates tend to unfortunately go up over Christmas as well. Um, yeah, I've heard so, that. Like, the divorce rate thing also going up afterwards... Mm. Maybe not also a coincidence, just a bad time, a lot of stress, all that. But if you're feeling, unfortunately, like maybe you overspent a bit, um, and maybe, you know, and you're like, and you've had to sell some stuff, or you, you know, obviously you've not done much to begin with, and you're like looking for shit to do, we've got at least one option that if you can physically get somewhere, so like basically your nearest town, you, you can do stuff yep. for free. One that, um, if you and most of the others, they do rely on you having either a phone or a PC, or you know maybe a Chromebook if it's browser based. I mean, I mean to be fair, we're we're kind of um, setting like a bar of like minimum level of like you have these things because I mean technically yeah. speaking, you know, um, yeah, clothes. Yeah, I mean it's just like it's like it's like ge- it's kind of geeky stuff you can do for free. Yeah, yeah. geeky ish, geek adjacent, fun adjacent. Fun adjacent, for fun free. adjacent, or fun. That, 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 yeah, that no, geek adjacent. Like really yeah, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, it's late. It's a Monday. Okay, geek adjacent, and also happens to be free, uh, free and fun. Yes, yeah. So you might need a PC, you might need a phone or a tablet, um, a device connected to the internet. Some bits you don't, as we're explaining. Um, but yeah, so I feel looking at what Paul's gonna gonna be recommending. I feel like I want to go first because it's slightly shorter. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm like, in mine. I'm just gonna be you know sort of spilling brief, off brief uh-huh. a bit. I mean, I think I think I'll leave with slightly practical ones first. If you do not have a library card to use with the library service in your area if you still have a library service in i mean your, your area. county yeah. your county will still have a library service so hopefully in some cases certainly because of the pandemic a lot of applications for cards have had to move online so get yourself a library card that's like one of the best things you can do to ensure that you can get at fun stuff and educational stuff for free um Certainly, formal library services. Um, there is a lot on offer aside from actual, you know, physical book loans um, and loans. I think they still do. They still do loans of like physical media and stuff a bit as well. But a whole host of books in there. But if you've also then also got access to um, PC or like phone or tablet or whatever, they library services like cool. And this is Cornwall library services. Like we have shit public funding down here. It's just getting worse. Um, but anyway. Anyway, just... anyway, but they still have stuff like digital apps. Um, so you can, they have apps for um, their own sort of like ebook. Well, not their own ebooks, but like for access to certain ebooks. We say it's everything. It's not as like extensive as like, I don't know, like Kindle Unlimited or something, which obviously you have to pay for after a certain point, even if you've, you know, signed up for free. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got e- you ebooks, audiobooks via an app as well. They also have access to uh, trade paperbacks and graphic novels from certain publishers digitally uh, for another app. Um, and they also have a uh, like a sort of um, kind of like a newsreader app, which is basically subscriptions to loads of magazines and newspapers globally mostly from english-speaking countries um or like english editions from certain non-english-speaking countries if that makes sense where english is the first language um but for instance you 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 know you if you want to read newspapers from the comfort of your own home or something and you've got your library card and they've got like a press app of some sort um you can you know use your library card to sign up to that app and then you could read like your favorite newspaper of the day, or like you could get hold of the latest issue of Edge magazine, which was something I was doing last week. Um, and hell, I act- actually I read last week's issue of Variety magazine, which is like a a um, film and TV uh, American magazine, like trade magazine. Um, mm. There's a lot of people nominating their um, stuff for the um, SAG Awards, which is I think is it the screen. Actors Guild, yeah, Screen Actors yeah. Guild was yeah. um, trying to get people to vote for them, which is cool. Um, but anyway, like, and they they have also. Um, I'm still into ice hockey. They, they, I could access American ice hockey magazines through this freaking app. You know that 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 was just like wow. Which so, I, I I have to say from a you know my. My angle on sports, no. Yeah, but they have is 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 both cool and also I'm not quite sure why. But (laughs) I I you know I I respect and like that you can. They've got like Edge. They've got like uh, this particular app and the description that the library's gone for. They've got so they've got Edge. I think they've got Total Film. Yeah, got SFX. You know, the whole host of those kind of mags. I think obviously because that all that's all future publishing. So you obviously have a deal that the app service has a deal with future, but also mm. like other publishers and that. Um, there's there's just there was absolutely tired. It took me ages to scroll through everything they had to figure out what things I'd like to actually be reminded of when the new issue came out. It was really good, um, and that, that and that's like that is what Cornwall's library service has got. But I would say that um, you know, due to what things are like down here if we've got it most other library providers will and again obviously you can still go in and you know get physical books from your local library obviously as long as you can afford bus fare if it's far away from you um now hang on physical books are they like like um ebook nfts no We are not. Yeah, we're not into NFT discussion during a conversation that's meant to be about freebies. However, you can go right-click, save as on most images. Yes, <laughs> or print screen. Or just yeah, you know, or print screen. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, there, there was a um, a site that had a free image from somewhere, and they actually had a right-click disable script running on the page, and go, oh, that's that's almost retro. That's almost charming. I mean, it's either that, or so, you're kind of using a, bra- a browser like Firefox, and you go like, view, you know, view page source, inspect element, find the source on that, and just go and do it anyway. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's. I think I just wanted um, this. It was a screenshot from a game. Yeah, or um, something like that. And I, I I just print screened. 
and said, "Oh, it's it's. It, I like that you tried, but um, I have to take it now." <laughs> um, and, and, and some library services, like full library service. So last year, they got their hands on a whole load of um, micro bits, which are programmable boards. Um, they can do little cool things, and uh, micro bits that have actually got there's actually apps available for uh, mobile devices to actually code to them with. So, um, you know, it can get a bit. I don't know how many other library services let you borrow bits of hardware, but um, that, that is a thing. Um, other freebie stuff you can do now, move definitely onto devices. Um, so, if you have an Android and you're not signed up to Google Rewards, so that you can take. First of all, make sure that your Android is updated to the latest version so it has the three rules of robotics. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Since Google, you, didn't, you didn't specify anything past Android if you have an Android. An Android smartphone. Um, if, um, you know, like, like various brands are available. Um, but basically, there's an app that Google run called Google Rewards, and it's a survey app. Um, and by taking part in it, um, it gives you credit that you can use in Google Play Store or google film and tv and you can use it to, as money off towards things and that um i think my survey i would say i don't get surveys as frequently as some people on account of the security settings on my phone so that <laughs> it doesn't get there aren't many uh, opportunities for it to and the fact that i live in a rural area there aren't many opportunities for it to ping across networks and stuff and be like oh yes you were near this commercial property <laughs> and, and and such things um, but, uh, as, as an aside, I will point out that, you know, with you saying Google Rewards, yeah. there's a Microsoft Rewards thing, which you can do. Uh, you can fill out surveys and click links and things like that on the you know, uh, Xbox mm -hmm. Ones and Series Xs. And if you get enough points, uh, you can redeem them for uh, like £5 or £10 credit. Yeah. Um, so... Google basically just just straight off that you get this many pence per survey, that and so on survey and complexity of stuff and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and like some some surveys are yeah. more than others, and basically the course of a year, you can probably save up to about maybe three to four or five pounds. At least that's my level with my restrictive levels. You might be a bit more if you're not as restricted on your phone as I tend to make myself. I think that um, that is pretty decent because yeah. it, it does actually get you engaged with it. Yeah, and, um, and you can get things non-free things for free. Yeah, um, and, the, and the the main thing that I do with my rewards credit for Google is that uh, one year I used it to whilst they had like an audiobook sale going on to buy a couple. Of, uh, I managed to get two audio, well, one audiobook certainly free. Actually, no, two audiobooks free. Um, other years I've used it for money off a few things, but um, recently I've gotten into like a, a simple mobile game for a while, and I just don't want ads. So yeah. I've basically used the credit to pay to stop having ads for a while. Um, and I'm quite happy about that choice because they were really bad ads, um, basically. So, yeah, so I've got a game for free for a bit with no ads, which is nice. Um, anyway, but like I said, sometimes, you know, and that, and that, that has to be stuff that you're buying, though, through um, Google's kind of like pay, payment system basically yeah. but it can't be across any of the apps it could be across google tv which is where you can buy film uh well rent films or you know buy tv shows and stuff which you could buy film through as well um or like you yeah, obviously google play store google games 
or Google, uh, or Google Books. Anyway, anyway, um, if you have a PC or, you know, like, you know, it could be Chromebook or something, there are a lot of uh, free sites. If you, you want to do something geeky, nerdy, a lot of free sites that teach you coding these days. Um, it could be quite... It could be quite um, fun to actually learn to code as long as you don't choose something, a language that's too stressful. Um, but you'll, you'll need something that you can type with. I know that there are a few apps around for like mobile these days that can, in theory, teach you how to code. I haven't tried any of those out yet, um, but they all look to be paid subscription services. And it, it uh, varies doesn't it? Because uh, you can have uh, scripting languages or mm -hmm. you can have uh, full stuff like, you know, C++. Yeah. And um, all, all the various layers of hell. Not, not that I'm judging um, a lot of programming languages or anything like that, you understand. But <laughs> as, as it's, it's just... I've tried learning C a couple of times and that's, um, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, so you know, you, you could do something like that. Uh, I'm going to throw something in for fun, but at the same time, not as crazy as you might think. As long as you, as long as you know how to use the, you learn how to use the filter system to your taste. Archive of our own, AO3. Fanfic is a delightful source of free entertainment these days, and depending on the show or film you're interested in, there can be a lot. And it can include stuff that doesn't have any smut in it. It is entirely plausible. Yeah, it, it is not just smut. Yeah. Um, admittedly, though, I found out recently that AO3 is the fan site for finding mostly um, gay, gay fanfic. Like, other sites like Wattpad and fanfiction.net like, skewed more towards straight fiction. Hmm. But AO3 tends to lean, tends to be more like a a fifty something forty something split in favour of uh, gay fanfic. So oh, well, that's interesting. Between like MLM um, and slash, with um, uh, sort of like female slash, and then like um, like obviously like some uh, like het stuff is not the majority on there. So which is interesting, but yeah, lots of actually free, really well written. Especially if you've got a show that's like sort of procedural or something, you can find a lot of things that are what are known as case fix. You know, they're almost like an episode. Um, so yeah, that, that's a fun one, but I mean, you know, you might find something on that you like. If you're listening, obviously you're listening to our podcast. Uh, I don't know what device you're using or service you're using to listen to it, but if you're using something where you tend to have to hand over card details or some such or whatever, there are podcasts is available for you know without ads directly via our website um, if you're using it on a what people sticking ads in that oh uh, yeah so like if you're listening to like podcasts and things like Spotify um, it can uh, it if you're not doing premium ads can get involved um, Stitcher which we're also on does something I haven't bothered listening but they definitely can do addy type stuff with the audio the only places where you won't get ads thrown in without us doing anything is like um, Apple Podcasts you know, iTunes basically like Apple, uh, not Apple, well, Apple Amazon Music, music. Uh, Amazon Music you, in order to listen properly most of the time you need to have like an actual Amazon Music account ah, okay. um, but like you can listen to us for free on um, 
there is one app where you can get a lot of podcasts, which unless they've decided they themselves are going to like put sponsored moments in it or something. Pocket Casts for Android. I don't know if it's, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know if it's available on iPhone, but Pocket Casts, which we do mention as one of the things we're on, um, doesn't try to put any ads in. Um, and actually, it's got quite a good search function for finding shows. Um, and Spotify is still, I mean, obviously on the free level, you can listen to podcasts if you want. You just have to worry about ads. Um, not everyone has an Apple account. The, literally, the only reason I have an Apple account, everyone, is to deal with this podcast. It's the only reason. <laughs> don't have it by choice for anything else and then my final recommendation for something kind of free to do again you're gonna have ads like there's tons of free games out there but if you want to do something i mean it's new year maybe you've decided that you want to do something a bit more than diff- you know different to like basically working out which used to be the main thing everybody does at this time of year but um if you want to do something for your brain for free uh using your phone and this is obviously available on iOS and Android. Duolingo, the language learning app. Um, it's got a menacing green owl as a mascot. Tends to threaten <laughs> you to keep your daily streak going. Um, I've been using Duolingo nonstop now for over 400 and. Is it 437 days today, I think? Now, when, when you say non-stop, you, you do mean like... Oh, yeah, like daily. Like I like at least yeah, once no. per day. <laughs> Not like, I've just been learning language constantly. I've been doing well. I've just been learning languages constantly for the past year and a bit. It's that green owl, isn't it? He is rather threatening. <laughs> um, so I've, I've, I've very nearly finished English. <laughs> Have you learned how to say I'm going to kill you in Dutch yet? Not yet, but there was. Oh god, I took a screenshot. I took a screenshot of a really worrying phrase it tried to teach me today. What was it? Please say I saved that. Oh no, it's not a worrying phrase. This was actually quite nice and sweet in some in in, in some considerations. Um, so I am a bear and I am a citizen. I've pronounced this terribly because I'm doing it unprompted on air, but um. Yeah, I'm a bear and I'm a citizen. Um, like, I know that they bring in animal phrases to do stuff to kind of make it really memorable, but every time they start having um, stuff to do with bears, <laughs> I have to admit, my mind wanders to certain um, subcultures, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, Emily. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. um, it's it's quite it's quite adorable when you think about it like that. And you know what? Actually, Duolingo does do nice things when there's like the certainly for Danish, there's the family uh, one of the family people units. It does, and it's like, oh yeah, but like it talks about um, there's like one phrase that's come up repeatedly for me is about a, a woman uh, a woman marrying her wife and things like that. So it is actually quite a progressive mm-hmm. app. But it also tells you, like it did a few weeks ago, like, oh, that was the thing. It told me a few weeks ago, it told me how to say to some zookeepers that my husband is being eaten by lions. Um, oh, yes. I remember you tweeting that. Yes. Uh, was, if it, if it was bears, it could be read differently. What's that? <laughs> my husband is being eaten by bears. I it don't know. There was, some, there was some alarming <laughs> ones, though, as well, like Hundenspieser uh, Ham. Which is the dog is eating him? Uh, Elephantness, visa, yeah. The elephants are eating you. Um, uh, yeah, so like, 
Where's my? Where's my? I can't find my tiger one. But yeah, the, basically, I could say that, uh, like, you know, like, um, uh, I don't know if it's really pronounced tiger, tiger. You know, like spizem in mand. I mean, I just like the idea that you're gonna panic. Ah, uh, ah, uh, there we go. Okay, en tiger spizem in man. Uh, ma, ma, man, as in man, is the same word in Danish as husband. So it's ma, man and man, depending on context, either means man or husband. But so. I, I just love the idea that um, you're basically going to panic in, um, <laughs> you know, when you're kind of in uh, like Denmark, Denmark or not. Um, and the only thing that you're going to think about is um, basically the most memorable thing that you remember yeah. from. Duolingo is like, what? Your, your husband's been eaten by a bear? What? No, a tiger. Tiger? Ah, 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 and tiger. I can't remember how, how to pronounce it. It gets a bit interesting. Uh, on the podcast, I probably should give some recommendations. Um, I can hide... I'm, 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 uh, just just on, you know, on that thing with the uh, you know learning a language, yeah. um, I saw... Did you see the um, the Dutch translation that I retweeted where, with the, you know, you've got to be kidding me, someone was uh, saying? No, but... Um, yeah, the the Dutch mm. for my penis hurts. Oh no! Is my penis hurting? Oh, okay. <laughs> and say, oh, come on! That that's that's Muppets level stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just 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 add a few extra letters to uh, you know things, and it's like it's exactly the same. It's like oh come on, oh come on now. That's a real language. You know, speaking of English, with the we have stolen everything from everyone else. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, chef and chief, when there's one letter difference, and it doesn't, it should not change the pronunciation, but it does because they're different words that we stole at different times. And uh, I'm just going to give several recommendations <laughs> yeah. for podcasts in a minute. They're not necessarily all the ones that you can see in my screen, Paul. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, it's, 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 it's a big list. It, it's, it's a small list. Uh, but ones that I do keep coming Since back to, <laughs> yeah, compared to the YouTube list that you've got there, um, the uh, Inside of You podcast by Michael uh, Rosenbaum. Or Michael, is it Michael Rosenbaum? Michael Rosen? I can remember. Oh, where's the info? Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum, the guy that played uh, Lex Luthor in Smallville. Um, so he's actually not bold in real life. No, but he doesn't have much hair left either. So like. He's kind of gone your kind of hairstyle these days. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it, I'm, I'm very relieved I said that he hasn't gone Picard, has he? So Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum is inside of you. Yeah. Um, another podcast I recommend is The King Cast, if you like Stephen King stuff. Um, oh, I thought you were... No, never mind. No, um, and it's... Uh, by um, what are they called? It, well, it's basically it's, well, it's a Stephen King podcast with Stephen King obsessives. Uh, it's two guys I can't remember their names, um, and basically each week they have a guest, and they talk about something Stephen yeah. King, either book, film, TV adaptation, whatever it is, um, and talk with that person about so if it. I had Stephen King on there. Not yet, I think. But it, I think it's something that they might... I mean, they're backed by Fangoria these days, so anything is possible. Um, I haven't really started listening to it properly yet, but um, there was a fiction podcast that came out last year um, with Misha Collins providing one of the main 
uh, voices. Uh, it was like a mystery series, um, and basically it's called Bridgewater. So it's a fiction podcast. Um, so that is with uh, with an E as well, um, because I know that um, the 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 place in the UK called Bridgewater doesn't have uh, an E in the bridge. That's a good one to remember. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what I was been told anyway, and I've always kind of dealt with that. So I'm going to have to double check that before giving out misinformation potentially. Oh dear! Just Bridge Water. It is Bridge Water. Yes, yeah. town in England, Bridge Water, according to Google. Okay, cool. And then the and then the other podcast. I'm not listening to it currently at the moment, but it's always worth checking in if you just want to try and understand the world a bit more, at least the American side of things. Um, the Planet Money podcast, uh, done by um, NPR in the states, is uh, pretty good. Uh, why have I not named any British ones? Do you follow any British? Uh, technically speaking, I have James Henry's uh, script ramble on my phone, but they haven't done a new episode since August. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very, a very, um, you know, infrequent, infrequent podcast. So he's got looks like what seven episodes altogether. So yeah. far, yeah, six episodes. Well, seven. What's I think one was a teaser trailer sort of ah, thing. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm sure other people can think of other ones, you know, like, obviously you're listening to this already, our podcast show already, but, you know, like, other podcasts are available. Sometimes we listen to them. You never know. Somebody may have this podcast on in the background, and so somebody walking along might not necessarily be listening to it, but can still hear us. Go listen to some podcast. Go listen to some podcast for free. Um, (laughs) Sorry, um, just had to... Podcasts are good. Yeah, so there you go. There's there's some freebies from there me. You. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, Isn't it a shame that Netflix don't do podcasts? Oh my god! <laughs> Ka-ching! <laughs> we were trying so hard. Anyway, anyway, I'm gonna. Uh... Although on on podcasts, annoyingly, uh, um, the BBC do do some good podcasts on their BBC Sounds, but technically, you have to be a license fee. Payer, yes, or at least there has to be a license, ad- uh, like saved at your address, basically. Yeah, although it's been a while since I've used an iOS device, so it's possible that some of the BBC podcasts could be available on, um, you know, Apple Podcasts app. They might be. So I mean, it, it, it's it's it possible. I'm not subscribed to it at the moment, but like for instance, so you say Pocket Casts, um, mm. uh, certainly because it's always because it existed well before um, all the bullshit. Uh, Mark Mark Commode, uh, film film with Commode, his um, film. Oh, go on. Ah, oh, bollocks. Uh, film is it film? Is it film? What's the entertainment? What, what about it? What's it called? The actual podcast, the one, the big film one that they do once a week. Isn't it called Wittertainment? It's not. That's just what they call their church. I don't know that. Okay, I'm searching. I'm searching. Um, 
No, it's not there. Um, Komodo Mayo's film review is available uh, on... Oh, that's a very one-seal title, isn't it? Yeah, um, is available on services like Pocket Casts. Um, so you do, you do not need, you know, a, a BBC subscription to, to get at that. Um, in fact, actually, um, because of how they set up their RSS feed originally for the podcast, like mm. the ent- I think pretty much the entire back history of that podcast is available online. You can't do that with us unless you do it through the website. But for theirs, it is through the because they are the way the RSS is it's all apps apps would pull in everything. Every episode pretty much. It is is it my imagination or is RSS kind of making a bit of a comeback? Only because Google's getting a bit twitchy with it again. And nobody's thought of a better way to distribute podcasts yet. And if they did, they'd have everyone would have to completely rewrite the distribution structure of like podcasting entirely, which is really hard to do once everyone's at the present kind of commitment levels. Yeah, basically, uh, it's a bit hard. Okay, now I've got to decide which of you two to let go next. Hmm. Okay, so the tip there for the BBC one, because obviously we went straight into talk about Mark Commode's uh, one with uh, Simon Mayo, is that if you find out the name of a BBC show, like podcast that you're interested in, have a look on other podcast apps to see if it's available without having to necessarily resort to BBC Sounds. That's Yeah, the- because uh, although BBC Sounds is a free app, um, and they do say about, you know, license fee, etc. They tend not to uh, paywall anything. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of an honor system, isn't it? Yeah. Also if you're kind an international if you're an international listener actually looking for the names of shows via other podcast apps would be mm. the best bet because a lot of stuff is still rigid locked. Basically. Sadly. Yeah. Which is sad because actually somebody like NPR does a region lock their podcast. Or podcasts, and they do a whole load as well. So, anyway. NPR can be pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to ask. Who am I going to ask? I'm going to ask Paul or am I going to ask Retroid for their freebie recommendations next? Hmm. Retroid. I I, I volunteer to go last. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul. Paul, so Paul wasn't sure what to so, recommend for stuff. Yeah, so you've um, recommended that I recommend YouTube. Yes, because Paul watches oh, YouTube videos. <laughs> I do, yeah, watch uh, a lot of uh, YouTube videos. It is kind of the main thing that I watch nowadays. I, I'm the one that's making good. the most use out of the paid for subscription service. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is that because you're watching Star Wars in a bad batch? <laughs> uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay, so... I won't forget. <laughs> okay, so first, uh, first channel that I'm going to um, wreck. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Mr. Tom Scott. Yes. Uh, who is basically a British YouTuber. Um, and he's oh, basically yes. mostly um, kind of does uh, interesting videos, going to different locations and places, you know, um, you know, finding out like 
few little bits of information about them and whatnot. Some slightly interesting kind of stuff. He manages to get himself like permission or invited into some weird and wonderful places that yes. normal people wouldn't be able to get into. Yes. No, that had been classed as a security mm. risk. I mean, he's, he's also done a lot of kind of language files in the past, which are basically like looking at um, features in languages um, and all sorts to do with kind of how language kind of or languages in general operate and work as well. Those are actually mm. quite interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, so also got Crash Course. Now, that's a specific channel with a lot of different actual courses, but they're like mini crash courses yeah. about those um, subjects. Yeah, and they're, they're more, uh, because when you say kind of course, you kind of think that there's going to be tests and whatnot. There's obviously no tests, um, and it's not necessarily about um, kind of learning how to do stuff. It's it's more of a kind of general um, kind of guide to how things work. Yeah. Um, or, or how things were in the history ones. Yes, yeah, that's world true. history. Is it was it was it the Mongols? Might have been. Might have been. <laughs> There's an ongoing kind of joke about the Mongols. Yes. Um, so the next one I'm gonna wreck uh, is one that has kind of um, popped up uh, on my feed re- uh, recently as well as kind of uh, in the past. Uh, Innuendo Studios. Um, that one is a good one for looking at um, basically the rise of fascism. And uh, basically, kind of alt right type stuff, and kind of looking at how uh, the mechanics of it kind of work, um, really, which is quite interesting in, mm. in, a, in a kind of dystopian type of, kind of way. Um, we've also got um, SciShow, which they have kind of several kind of um, similar kind of channels, like how uh, was it SciShow Psych and SciShow Space and stuff like that. Um, so those are kind of almost like bite size kind of um, interesting um, scientific discoveries that have kind of uh, happened, uh, which is kind of, you know, pretty cool to kind of keep up to date with because there's kind of a lot of stuff on there. Um, Even like with uh, coronavirus and whatnot, they had like a, a, you know, kind of a series of videos on that. What? There's one missing from your list that I'm shocked is missing. What's that? Alternate History Hub. That is true, yes. Uh, alternate History Hub, um, which is basically looking at um, history and how it could have diverged. And it's kind of, um, it talks about it, what, his, what happens here historically, but also what could potentially happen. So it's kind of like teaching you history, like teaching you where things could have gone differently. It's usually picking a particular tipping point where things could have gone, and they will. The guy that runs it will admit when something's a little too far fetched, but he's yeah. seeing it's like too speculative. Too speculative. Yeah. He will highlight, but some things he talks about, and it's like no, they could have gone that way. Okay, another one is uh, Philosophy Tube, which is um, kind of uh, it's changed over time to be more. Um, Not necessarily dramatic, but almost like there's a theatric to it now. Yes, there's yes, theatric yes, cool. yeah. um, element to it now. Um, but it has always been basically um, talking about um, concepts in society uh, from a philosophical standpoint um, and how basically we can kind of look at and 
judge stuff. Um, and it's really kind of difficult to explain. It's it's basically mostly about kind of practicing philosophy. It's philosophy of the self and society. Yes, yes, very much so. And 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 maybe more Kant than anyone ever wants to admit being visible. Kant, and it's because it's a short name. So it's one of the names I remember a lot. But Kant gets mentioned a lot. Yeah, Emmanuel Kant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting, um, kind of knowing all about like different philosophers um throughout history and whatnot and, but mm. mostly kind of western philosophers because you know western culture generally tend to tends to teach western philosophies philosophy. yeah anyway uh, dr mike is, is is quite a good one um basically he does kind of a lot of fun stuff um, and when i say fun stuff he does some meme reviews he does um general kind of talking about kind of specific um uh, eating habits for example or you know he he works as a what would be uh, in britain be called a general pa- practitioner or family doctor in america yeah. um so he's kind of, he's kind of doing the the youtube stuff as a side gig and it's, it's quite entertaining to watch and if you're lucky his big floof of a newfoundland called bear comes into view during videos so yeah he, he's 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 pretty uh, kind of fun um then the, the second thought that's another one that um, you kind of keep watching is basically uh very much um kind of uh, an american uh guy who does kind of video essays um basically with a kind of a um left-leaning and anti-capitalist stance well i think left-leaning is probably um uh, wrong descriptor there it's definitely anti-capitalist um but being from like an american it's kind of a, an interesting kind of um perspective on stuff um and yeah it, it can get a little bit depressing at times but i mean <laughs> that's the that's the subject matter more than anything else um he generally tends to uh, get demonetized very very easily funnily enough um next one uh chubby emu which I've always found to be a, quite a weird name for what it is. It's basically uh, the the doctor. Uh, or, oh, is it the one that does the the patient presents yes, yes. to the emergency room with? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he uh, uses um, kind of uh, case stock, history. Yes, case history and stock footage to kind of illustrate what's going on. Uh, it's it's usually a case of you know somebody presents to the emergency room with such and such um he uh, or she uh drank eight you know um no no it'd be no not eight if you were like like 30 cans of red bull oh yeah yeah and 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 and, and they pre- you know presented with palpitations or something and yeah. and he and he often breaks down like the um the greek or latin origins yeah, yeah. of the word exactly so <laughs> like say for example all the hemoglobin 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 that's all not hemoglobin no <laughs> there's no little, little goblins in your blood everybody <laughs> But anyway, I, yeah, I quite yeah. like the idea of a hemoglobin. <laughs> <laughs> you break down the word so that you know it kind of makes sense. You know, hemoglobin, hema, blood, goblins and blood. Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah, um, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he basically kind of walks through um, from almost like the patient's perspective. 
uh, of like, you know, this thing happened to the patient, you know, they presented the emergency room, blah, 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 walk through the different steps of, you know, kind of what went on, what um, basically happened to uh, make it not straightforward. Yeah. Um, and it's it's usually, um, I would say, kind of painting the medical side in a very fav- favourable light, but not an unfair one, technically speaking. Uh, one which I, uh, one channel which I've um, recently, say recently, kind of about a year or so, got into is Beard Meets Food, which is basically a British guy that goes around uh, doing um, eating, challenges. E- eating challenges. And I know this sounds like you know, it will be the British equivalent of was it man versus food? Oh, that was weak sauce compared that, to this. Yeah, that is weak sauce versus uh, um, no, Beard Meets Food. Beard Meets Food is. What's like, the name of the actual yeah. host? Adam. Adam. Yeah. yeah, he actually can finish these challenges, but it's also yeah. horrifying at times watching him do that. But, I mean, he is, like, uh, internationally, like, a food-eating champion type yeah. thing. Uh, he's not, like, some, you know, uh, some overweight guy that you'd kind of uh, expect to kind of uh, have as, as, like, he's a He's quite lean. Uh, he is very lean because, basically, when he does these challenges... It's this one meal that he's eaten in front of the camera in order to, you know, kind of yeah. do YouTube. Um, that is his meal for that yeah. day. So, you know, even, uh, though, and... even though, like, you know, it's a, you know, 2,500-calorie meal. Oh, no, As somebody who's done a lot of calorie counting over years, I can tell you that quite often the meals exceed... <laughs> the day that... you recommend Oh, yeah, they, that, they're yeah. More, you're more like looking yeah. at maybe eight to 10,000-odd. Mm. But um, no, I think Great. he does sort of work out kind of in between. It's, it's basically... Salad days. A lot of salad days. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's what he does for a living type thing. It's, you know, mm. it's, I suppose, his passion whatever. But he is, he's, he's quite, he's very good at, um, at the challenges. And, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't just kind of, you know, go through the challenges, just scoffing at everything and whatnot. There is tactics to what he does. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily um, recreate what he does at home, though. Where oh, you're no, near no, no. his big plate Which, eating. Even, even when you're kind of out, uh, you know, uh, out for a meal or whatnot, do not recreate it because you know he'll kind of grab, say, for example, uh, loads of uh, like chips, um, which you obviously have to um, eat in order to kind of finish the challenge and whatnot. And he'll basically kind of scrunch them up in his hand to make them, you know, easier to uh, yes. yeah, easier to kind of chew through and whatnot. And you know, there's lots of different kind of stuff that he's learned to do with the competitive eating uh you know kind mm. of that he does uh, which is kind of interesting um kind of horrifying at the same time yeah. but kind of interesting uh then next one is get hand th- you can tell that i'm just bouncing like from yeah. you know, kind of topic to topic which is you know brilliant but get hands dirty which uh is i'm not sure of her um nationality she's scandy but, yeah, like, uh, but she uh, does a lot of kind of woodworking and uh Basically, with uh, with her stuff, um, so and she's uh, really. She I, yeah, kind of I'm really not sure about their pronouns. Are they is she? I'm not they're, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, that that the person that runs that channel is amazing at what they achieve. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and has has done all sorts of uh, wacky and wonderful projects. I really like their sense of style. Yes. Uh, next one's uh, Andrew Huang. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is uh, basically a music creator uh, that 
does stuff kind of obviously kind of electronic digital and whatnot and uh usually kind of uses samples and um kind of talks through his process for how he creates music uh and like what he does with kind of the video uh not the, video, uh, the um the, the audio effects and whatnot yeah. um you know kind of dropping certain kind of frequency blah 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 um that kind of stuff really quite uh interesting and um to kind of go through his process of how he does that um next one uh, epic gardening uh, which is a gardening uh, uh, program. Let's say program. Gardening um, guy who uh, basically goes through how to, well, do stuff like what? That's because he's American centric. Yes, he's American centric. Usually, uh, kind of, I think around the California region, or at least that um, that Side part of the country. Of the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even though. Obviously, the weather uh, uh, and the climate is going to be very, very different to ours. Uh, he does have bit. this kind of, way of uh, explaining, um, you know, stuff like uh, was like harvesting onions and stuff. I think was the was the one that I vaguely uh, kind of have kind of copied, as it were. Um, but yeah, yeah, he does. He talks kind of a, a lot about kind of different like uh, herbs and whatnot as well. So it's it's all kind of you know. Uh, all to do with gardening, really. Um, next one, I have a long list here. Yeah. So I, I'm not he's, apologizing. He's more than halfway through, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's Cawther Leather, which is uh, leather woodwork. Leather woodwork? <laughs> Leatherworking. Um, so, yeah, that's literally kind of... So yeah, it, kind it, of... Could, it could be woodworking while wearing leather. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can, because you kind of get um, kind of several different types of channels with these kind of um, either woodworking or with leatherworking or clothworking and whatnot, where it's like sometimes it's, um, you know, kind of just watching him almost like, you know, uh, not quite an ASMR kind of video type of thing, but just kind of watching the ha- how things... Well, all I've learned about leatherwork yeah. in the past twenty four hours because did you have him on yesterday? I there I was did, did we morning, yeah. have long commentary about why you should do saddle stitch and not yes, some yes. Other stitch. and how and how to do saddle stitching and stuff like that. Yeah, which... I, I, yeah. I was reading at the time; I wasn't actually watching, and I still picked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 you know, kind of how to kind of deal with leather and work with it and what you can create with it, mm. and you know, some some really good you know stuff out there. Uh, next one's uh, Coral Crew because you know those guys, those guys, those guys, uh, VFX wizards, pretty much, um, and they also do like uh, say uh, like a series like um, was it Stuntman React and VFX um, Artist React, React and you know stuff like that and it's 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 actually where they get in somebody from uh, you know the industry and yeah. kind of you know kind of chat through with them watching uh, like examples of uh, of their work or. Um, like other work on you know kind of movies and TV and whatnot and um, commentary commenting yeah, on yeah. like quality and how exactly, it's been done. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like really, really terrible and what they've done wrong. But other times it's like you know really, really good and you know you cannot tell exactly how it's done because it's just that you know spot on. Um, yeah, yeah, they're pretty entertaining. Uh, you got practical engineering, uh, which is the uh, basically. A, um, guy kind of that talks about um, generally um, I think um, was it civil engineering it's yeah it's it's, it's structure so, and yeah, civil engineering you know stuff like um, bridges load bearing walls um, various you know kind of um, interest 
well, I suppose it depends on what you interest where your interest there's lies. There's a lot of physics involved. Yes, yes. Uh, then there's the click, which is just a fun one. It's, it's just a, a fun channel. It's just a well, it's not quite memes analysis. It's more like no, it's um, so basically, he kind of uh, say for example, he takes uh, the concept of Karens uh, and kind of goes on um, Reddit and kind of goes on to you know whichever kind of Karen page or. Uh, whatever, um, and basically, he kind of goes through and you know, kind of reads out the the most ridiculous one, um, you know, yeah, uh, posts and whatnot. Uh, that that that's the kind of thing. Uh, there's Doctor Garuda who um, does. Are you bored yet? No. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> are you bored yet? No, good. I, no, I, I'm I'm fine. It, I, I'm just thinking. Hmm, that's one I'm going to have to listen to. And yes, I recognise that one. And, <laughs> and I've heard that name. Where have I heard that name before? Yeah. So Doctor Garuda um, is nothing to do with medicine. Okay. Or, no. Um, he, it, for some reason, um, I'm not sure why he's. Maybe he is. He does have a doctorate. Uh, I don't know. But uh, he basically does um, clay modelling. Oh, so, you know, he, that done, guy! Yeah, yeah. He, he generally tends to do a lot of kind of geeky type stuff, like Spider Man or Iron Man or the Hulk. And, he makes you know. models that look better than official models. Yes, um, and he, oh, he I hate people, people like that. <laughs> he does it. Out it's like, of how time. dare you, you talented bastard! <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like he's recently done like a whole series of Spider uh, Man ones because of yeah. the latest film. Yeah. Mm. So and, and that is he doesn't explain exactly what he's doing, but you can kind of because he has the same process throughout all of his videos. Yeah. So you can kind of um, you're more watching him as like appreciating the art uh, artistry uh, more than anything else. Um, then there's uh, fix uh, this build that that's another woodworking one um, in general. Um, what, which one's that? Describe uh, fix this build that. Uh, I think that's the um, let's see. I, I think he did a tips video last uh, last one that um, last one that we watched. But yeah, anyway, uh, I think he's quite good. Salomon, Salomon, he's he's quite good. He's a, he's a woodworker, uh, generally modernist. Well, kind of, I would say that it's quite modernist uh, kind of approach. Um, and he he's. Uh, I think he started out with basically just kind of um, talking over what he's doing with his videos, but he's kind of got like a, a work buddy now that he kind of co-presents with and bounces off and whatnot, which, you know, actually works quite well. Um, and he's, he's quite a, a calming, um, you know, mm. uh, one talk to watch. General TED Talks, because, you know. Yeah. Uh, those are, those are always good. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Steve Shives for anybody that is um, into Star Trek. That yeah, that that is anybody into Star yeah. Trek. And he does some other stuff as well, um, kind of. Uh, he sex with politics type yeah, stuff. Yeah, goes into politics a little bit. Uh, generally left. Um, uh, there's several others that I haven't uh, had a chance. One, to one more, one more, one makey Just, one. one make, what you want me to do? One more? Yeah. Uh, oh, dice, dice guy, Robinator. Crafty. Yeah, he's he's got. He's uh, basically a guy that um, makes dice out of resin. Yeah, uh, and kind of goes through like um, you know kind of different um, 
themes that he does and kind of talks through how he kind of creates molds and whatnot. Another one is Nerdforge, <clears throat> which is, uh, I'm not sure what uh, their nationality is, but um, it's, uh, uh, I presume it's a um, partner's, um, partner's one with a, the girl and the guy. Are they the ones that recently sort out a new studio? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes. And uh, she's uh, previously kind of done stuff with kind of cosplay and uh, she's done, um, you know, kind of uh, like those tomes and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're quite good. Uh, do like also black magic crafts as well. I, anyway, I he, can, he, can, he subscribed <laughs> to a lot of YouTube channels, everybody. He's I, I go watched, for a while. I, I watched, <laughs> that's not even getting into the Mario Maker 2 ones. I, mean, I, got, I got one more watch thing that isn't to do with YouTube that I should have had on my list that you can do for free. What was that then? And you don't need a license for it, as in like a TV license, but you can watch it on TV mm -hmm. and for your apps. All four by Channel 4. All four. They're catch up yes. apps. Because it's actually better than stuff like Channel 5 and that, because they actually have a uh, box set. Yeah. It actually has an archive. It's not just a catch-up. Yeah. How, however, um, the infrastructure that they build it on tends to be a bit shite. Yeah, I would not trust... Basically, the releases I have found to be the most stable are the ones that are for smartphones. And you're best off. I mean, obviously, you need to have already invested in it. But if you've got, if your TV allows it, to, allows you to do something like Chromecasting or whatever, you know, or you've got an actual Chromecast, like do stuff like that, like use that um, to basically cast from the phone to your TV. Um, that that's probably the best way. Don't trust any of the apps really that are um, off smartphone devices or tablets. Like, like the amount of times, like every, it's only every few weeks I'll see somebody cursing like one of the video game console apps for it, or um, one of the ones built into a TV. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Retroid. What do you recommend people do if they want to try and do something for free? Well, um, I will very quickly say there are a bunch of uh, YouTubers who are doing tech repair and restoration of old hardware, new hardware, how to build your, you know, your own PC, um, you know, modern era, sort of, you know, 3D acceleration, just starting era or back into the DOS days, you know, oh, so there's all of those you can do, you know, deep dive on. Sorry, there's, there's, there's uh, a couple of the 3D uh, printer. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, well. to... I, there's, I there's see some that, overlap there. Yeah, I see that Emily's just kind of going, no! <laughs> She's on so, the verge yes, of it's, it's, it's not me in trouble. Yes. <laughs> but um, mostly what I was going for um, is uh, free games and free software. Hey. Now, of course, there's um, archive.org who have uh, a lot of things, uh, you know, yes. archived, backed up to them. Um, some of those are just the, uh, there are people, uh, for example, LGR, uh, who's an, you know, an excellent YouTuber. Um, if he, and Adrian Black, uh, both of those have said that when they've got, um, you know, old hardware and there's a manual that they can't find online, but, you know, they've got it in their hands, they've scanned it and uploaded it to archive.org. Yeah. 
So, you know, other people, you know, can have a source of that, you know, manual. Because frequently people tend to just, you know, leave them in a cupboard or they get thrown out and you only need the one copy to exist online and then it can proliferate. So, you know, people can have that information. But um, archive.org also do online playable games. So they not only do, um, well, they they do arcade games, which um, I won't uh, concentrate on because some of those, the you know, when you're looking to the absolute legality, it's getting, you know, a little bit gray, a little bit hazy. Hmm. But... Um, I have here a list of games which have been released by their copyright holders as freeware. Da, da, da. Now, freeware is exactly as the the name implies. It's basically we own the copyright, but we you know you can copy it, you can play it, you can give it all to your friends, uh, you know, for free. So long as it is for free, you know, you can maybe you know charge for media. Or anything like that, but when, you know, when it comes to anything else, these are free, but we're not giving up the copyright. And there are some crackers that have been available, uh, you know, made available by um, you know certain devs and publishers. Um, I mean, as an example here, Beneath the Steel Sky, uh, a graphic adventure uh, published by Virgin Interactive. Excellent, excellent game uh, based on. Um, well, I'm not sure if it's based on, but it, it was it was accompanied by a comic illustrated by Dave Gibbons, and it um, on on DOS PCs it was uh, you know 256 color 2D but fully voiced. Uh, that's available uh, to play on ScumVM. In fact, it was released specifically um, to support uh, ScumVM because they kept getting people saying you know. Are you going to make this available and blah blah blah? And the the original, you know, developers just basically said, "Go on, just play it. We will bless this." Um, I'm I'm looking here. Command and Conquer, Command and Conquer Red Alert, and Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun are all available freeware hmm. on PC. So you have a really big example of um, they didn't they didn't necessarily create the genre, but they definitely created the demand for the real time, you know, strategy overhead map genre. Those are playable. Those are downloadable. They are um, playable online, and you can get them for free. Um, the first two Elder Scrolls games, Arena and Daggerfall, those are available. Whoa. But um, they are they are very clunky, like DOS games. So you know, it's it's kind of debatable there how exactly that you know how well that will play. But yeah, there's there's various others. I'm looking here. There's the original text adventure of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with a script written by Douglas Adams. You can play that online. On the BBC website. So go on. How was how was that, eh? That is. Um, yeah, there's uh, various things like uh, there's the Marathon trilogy, which was the uh, the forerunner to um, Halo series. 
Um, that's available on, online. Um, R-Type, you can you know play the uh, Amiga version. There are several Amiga games that have been released on, with uh, freely distributable um, disc images, where you can't write them necessarily to a, you know an actual disc, so you can't re- you know play them on the original hardware. But you will be able to play them in an emulator or online, and those will be easily foundable uh, you know on Google. So you'll be able to play the you know these in the browser, and in fact, I think several of them are available on archive.org. And it's it could be possible that you can play those on Chromebook, or even on say a console browser. Because I I remember watching a video uh, by another good YouTuber, <laughs> a modern vintage gamer. And he detailed how you could play various arcade games and consoles um, in the Xbox system browser on Xbox One and Series S and X. So, you know, those are also available. Um, Let's see, there's the uh, Treasure Island Dizzy. So there are various Dizzy games that have been, uh, you know, released for free. So if you remember playing those on the Spectrum or on the Amiga, that kind of generation of hardware, those are available online. Um, there are um, there are at least two of the Ultima series also available to play online. Uh, it's it's just Ultima. yeah, I'm, I'm looking at. Sorry, you know, what was sorry? the title? What was the title? Sorry, Ultima. As in Ultima. 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 Okay. Yeah, Ultima, as in yeah, Ultima, the you know the RPG series. So there's yeah, Ultima for Quest of the Avatar and Ultima Worlds of Adventure Two Martian Dreams. Those are both available. Um, well, let's see. Um, I think World of Adventure Two Martian Dreams is available um, exclusively on GOG, but it's free. So there you go. I mean, GOG, the original, um, what GOG stands for is good old games. Mm-mm. And the entire idea of GOG, when it was first started up, um, was to uh, have a way of buying all these old games which had previously just not been available. And it's both it and Archive.org have been used by you know the various publishers as a way of saying, here is our old software. We're, you know, we're aware that trying to charge anything near, you know, full whack, <laughs> you know, for this in the modern era is just not feasible. Because not only, are, you know, are a lot of these things like 20, 30 years old, but well, when it comes to um, the Command and Conquer ones, they're just like 20. So in other words, they're whippersnappers. But is that trying to get some of the DOS things to run on a modern PC is going to be uh, nigh impossible. But uh, uh, sites like GOG will have them packaged up in such a way that you can uh, register free for an account, download the you know, the software or their front end, again, for free. Um, you can add several of these old games um, you know, to your account, so they will be tied there. You can download them at any time and you know, keep them locally uh, for free. And they will load up in um, a DOS box emulator, so it can emulate a DOS environment, and it will just work. 
You can't see fairer than that. Mm. Now, those are games. However, um, there is also freeware, which is um, you know free freeware indie games. And one of the best ones I can recommend is one that you may have heard of because it's been released commercially on virtually everything now. Cave Story. Heard of that? I think I have heard of it. I've not played it. Heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a Metroidvania game, but um, it if I remember rightly, it's um, one one guy who did it. Uh, quite possibly Japanese, and it was released freeware. And you can still get the freeware version. It's the full game on PC. So you can you can get that. There are you know the various other games like um, was it Genshin Impact? That's free to play on PC and console. That doesn't require a subscription of any kind. It I think it's supported by um, you can you can buy items in the game. Hmm. So that is available, um, you know, to play online for free. Um, and yeah, we we tried it. We installed it on um, PS Five, and it is very pretty. And you don't have to ha- put up with the English voices either. So that's always a bonus when it comes to games like that. Hmm. Because if you know what I what I mean, there's a kind of a style of voice acting that they tend to put on. You know, Asian games. Sort of squeaky, cutie. Yeah. And that can frequently just really super, uber get on my tits. Right. So, it, you know, sw- switch it to, you know, Japanese, or in the case of Genshin Impact, it's Chinese. And it just sounds better. It just, you know, fits in better. Um... Let's see what there's one last thing which was coming to mind. Um, even yeah, um, Critter, I think it's called K R I T A, which is um, a free paint application. So, you know, if you want to fiddle about with um, in the digital art and not all touching up artwork, that is one where it is, yeah. A professional, free, and open-source painting program. Recommended for concept art, texture, and map painters, illustration, and comics. Available for Windows, Linux, and also that Mac thing. <laughs> but and that's not the only um, free app. Of, obviously, one of the biggest out there, especially in the Linux world, is going to be GIMP. Yeah. And, uh, There's, yeah. Oh, mind you, the... Um... No, wait, ignore me. I was trying to think because it's no, it's the free trial of it that's good, but you can't, you still have to pay for it. No, ignore me. Gimp, Gimp's right. Gimp's got a uh, bit forked though in recent years to by somebody else to call it something slightly different, but I haven't kept track of that. Basically, to not call it Gimp because of what else, the, even though it stands for General Image Manipulation Program. Like, yeah. Um, what, that, so someone got sensitive at the name. A little bit. Because <laughs> it can mean several yeah. not great things, so I suppose depending on different languages as well. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to Google that. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, there's uh, I think Paint.net as well. That was uh, that's one where I. Th- if that's not the one, there's definitely one. There's a paint package that you can run in your browser, which is very full featured and you know surprisingly good. There's a whole raft of things that you can, you know, you can do with that. So all these, oh no, you have to buy. Oh no, you don't even buy Adobe um, software now, do you? You rent it. Yeah, unfortunately. That can go to hell. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's a, oh, and uh, was it Audacity? Is that the free? Oh, okay, um... okay, so careful with Audacity. <laughs> Last year, the company that, that basically there's some interesting ownership going on with that and a lot oh, of. Oh, yeah, there was some bugginess going on with that, wasn't there? Like there, there are alternatives out there. I wouldn't yes, rush there There are always alternatives because someone will always uh, take issue with what the people who are steering software will do. So they'll either make one themselves or they'll fork it. As, you know, as shown with GIMP. Yeah, there's all kinds of excellent things that you can do. And, And of course, as you know, as the final thing that you can do for free, anything that costs money and comes on physical media, you can borrow it from a friend. Mm. With any oh, look, did we oh, from your local library? Thinking of um, you know movies and you know, does your local library do rentals of uh, uh, what, DVDs like, and? Yeah, it, it was pre-pandemic. Hopefully, it, it mm. still is. Yeah, I mean, it's usually charged. Oh yeah, yeah. No. But, you know, those, those aren't free, but um, yeah, they're still both-ish cost. But you still need a, you know, a player that can play it. Well, yeah, people so not got play DVD players and stuff these days. Yeah, so there's um, what well, yeah, there's a few things which are you know you can technically not get them for free, but you you practically you can if you know someone who has them. And we'll, have, we'll put up with you. Can I borrow that? Maybe we should have named this uh, legal free stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we haven't really talked about Dave Internet today, so yeah, I suppose you're right. I've been good. I've, I've been a good boy. This time. This time. Well, you know, I think we've, we've listed quite a, a few things. There was one thing which I was kind of Googling around because I've never done it before, but it is something for people to contemplate. There are tabletop role-playing game systems available for free. And technically, if you don't have dice, you can use digital dice rollers. True. So just putting it out there, theoretically, you could play some role-play games with friends for free. Clean some of a few uh, pre-built scenarios as well. Um, There's some best-of lists out there, so... If it's some kind of thought, because I've literally just thought about what we've been talking about all this, because like, well, gosh, we've talked about almost every area of geeky shit I do, um, aside from crafting. You kind of need materials and tools, unfortunately, for actual crafting. Yes, actual crafting is rarely free. Yeah, um, though one thing to note, one thing to note, a lot of charity shops. Um, if you want to get into something like knitting, will often have cheap pairs of needles available and wool. Um, that have been brought in as donations. Um, it's not every charity shop, but if you've got a few in town, 
you'd probably be able to get some supplies there if you're just starting to learn. Um, and you could probably borrow a book on knitting from your library, you know, if you kind of want something that's a bit more solid than just YouTube videos, because some YouTube videos, they're very hit and miss. I will say that the um, knitting section on the For Dummies website um, is actually pretty reasonable. They've sometimes got better written instructions than quite a lot of YouTube videos out there. Yeah, I mean, the, the downside to YouTube is basically because anybody can upload it, yeah. uh, upload stuff. Uh, the quality of what you find can be quite... I mean, that's Buried. why we have five-minute crafts, to be fair. Yeah. So, yeah, and so... The amount of people that just love ripping them to shreds is... A, yeah. Well, to be fair, like, five-minute crafts, like, almost everything they ever suggest is like there is a simpler... Mm-hmm more readily available way of doing whatever the fuck or it is. it doesn't actually work like that. <laughs> or it doesn't actually solve an existing problem. Um, but yeah, like so look around for um, free tea- tabletop uh, role-playing games online if you're fancying that but you don't want to commit to like forking out for a load of role-playing books. Like if you've never done it before, mm. like there are free systems available. Some are simpler than others. You have to do some research. Um, but it is also still a thing. Um, but yeah, like I, I hope that's given everyone some suggestions. I've, I've noticed with most of all of our suggestions are about you know pretty much being in your house, um, and and in kind of geekish kind of pursuits. I mean, to, to be fair, uh, when when we have got a pandemic going stuff, off, no, but I mean, like when you're yeah. talking about geek stuff, a lot of geek stuff is done inside the house, you know, yeah, the, the stuff that isn't done inside your house, like going for a walk or playing mm-hmm. sports or whatnot, isn't generally considered geeky. Unless, of course, it's an actual meet-up, you know. A geek meet yeah. Uh, I, mean, if you've, I mean, if you... Could, you've could meet- go for a walk and spot some trains. If you've <laughs> found yourself removed from... If you've moved, like, across county or country, or the country, uh, so in the UK, and you've found that um, obviously you've kind of lost touch, you've found yourself missing community in that. And I know it's obviously we've got it's still the pandemic and that, but there's still groups around in that uh, worth trying to meet up with. It is worth a checking in for your local library to see if there's any groups involved in interest groups. B actually checking out uh, websites like meetup.com. Um, for instance, a lot of certainly for Cornwall. Uh, a lot of um, the sort of geekish interest meetup groups like Software Cornwall, um, they list all their meetups. Uh, and um, was it Cornwall Geeks list their meetups mm. through uh, meetup.com? Um, and you'll probably find, for, obviously, for the rest of the country, um, similar services, or if not meetup.com, there's, uh, you know, interest groups meeting up, either virtually sometimes still, you know, mm. or in person, maybe a bit both, depending on what they've got available. Um so it's worth checking that if you're looking for a bit of human connection, um, you know, there's there's stuff available either online or in meat space. Like that is something to consider and it often doesn't cost. Except maybe what might be, you know, like your bus fare, train fare or, you know, drink or two, you know, just something to kind of think about if you're feeling a bit isolated at the moment, which is another thing that people could be feeling at this time mm. of year. Yes. Yeah. Especially in year, coming up to year two of all this bullshit. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. There, are, there are many communities out there. Yeah. And 
not putting the onus on oneself, but the options are out there if you did want connection. Yeah. Um, and I found that, I mean, also, though, if you're sort of thinking of doing like some gaming and you've got some kit already or out, or, you know, you've already got, like, I don't know, like a Warhammer army or something, <laughs> and you're looking for a local playgroup or whatever, for instance, um, and aside from usually kind of places to meet up, it's like aside from the coast where you sort of purchase like a drink or two, um, make sure wherever you're meeting up with, you, you, you ventilate it well at the moment because mm. uh, it's uh, fun times indeed. Uh, anyway, I think that's all we've got time for for our first episode of 2022. I hope we've given you a lot of ideas of stuff you can do for low cost to free some cases with or without some equipment in my if case you lots to watch if about. you've if you've also if you've not got yourself a library card before they will want some id from you at some point just saying so but they should you know they should accept like professional driving licenses passports hopefully citizens cards but uh, mm. when i used to rely on those before i got my provisional license and before i've got my main license like i, I never had a citizens card successfully accepted Bloody waste of money. I mean, that's a great advert for it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's changed. You know, it was a long well, time ago now. Tell me that last thing because, you know, you get age restricted items that are like 15 and stuff. And it's like that's before people can get provisional licenses. And and you might not have gone out of the country yet and thus not yeah. have like a passport. So. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I mean, I, I'd imagine most retailers would accept uh, uh, like a pass card or a citizen card um, mm. for. For for that specific purpose, you would hope. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that is all we've got time for this week. So it is good night from. It's good night from me, Paul Wood. I'm Retroid on Eurogamer.net and Super Retroid on Twitter. It's good night from me, Paul Blue. I'm on Twitter as at Paul Blue. And it's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at emkingma. You can find notes for this episode over at www.nuts assemble.po.uk Did you almost forget it's our website? It's been a while. Oh my God. It's been a while. It's been a long day. It's my first Monday back at work. I have was back for a few days last week, but it's my first Monday today. Um, and you can find us on social media like Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Podcast or on Facebook at Nerds Assemble Podcast. We're uh, available to listen to, as we've been discussing, through various platforms, including... Apple Podcasts slash you know, Apple Music, whatever they're calling it these days. Whatever you like, Apple people listen to your shizzle fizzle through. Um, <laughs> so, that wasn't condescending yeah. in the least. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Pocket Casts, mm-hmm. um, Amazon Music, and if you have a place, it's probably kicking about somewhere down and about. Obviously, you can listen through our website if you wanted to. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that, that's that's all we've got time for. My my brain is slowly being like, we've been up for a long time, Emily. Slowly. Okay, quickly reminding me that I've been up <laughs> for a very long time, and may need some sleep. Happy New Year. Possibly. Year of Help R three. Good night. Good night. Somebody say free. None of us mentioned naughty things. You can do that for free. <laughs> I mean, you can also do that paint, but I mean, it's. Yeah, you
Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to Let's Assemble After Dark. Oh my god, this ain't the first episode of the year. And it's gonna get worse from here. Uh... Not broken, Emily. <laughs>